0: welcome into the ball bros podcast i'm jake i'm sandy i'm nick bringing you some sports and some nonsense
1: who's ready for some football let's ride
0: welcome into the ball bros podcast everybody week one is in the books
1: week one baby do, do we exciting. still like fantasy? I love it. I
2: love it. And I took two L's and I still love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all on board. Fantasy was good to me this week.
0: Yeah. Let's go over some some quick news and notes. Just want to shout out a couple of these. Just It was a super weird Sunday. Bizarre. Like when it when the f- games first got started and... um, It you was know, cringy at first. Yeah, it was super cringe. Like all these teams that were losing that we didn't think should be. And then half of them do end up losing.
1: What about... What about Chicago and San Francisco? I know the field was sloppy, but A Slop Fest. Did you think that fields looked better than Lance? I kind of did. Yeah,
0: he did. Uh, he made he made the bigger plays. It,
2: it's tough to gauge that right now, you know. I think the biggest excuse and I know I'm making excuses here, the weather conditions <laughs> were not ideal for any quarterback for that matter justin fields just had a better
1: game he had that breakaway to dante pettis that made the game for them mm. yeah i do like what i
0: saw from lance on the ground 13 carries for 54 yards that's going to be huge for the, for him exactly. going forward, So, if a
1: running back gets 13 carries you're going to be happy week one and right. coming from a quarterback right you're ecstatic
0: and once the exactly. fields clear up hopefully he makes some plays downfield how about uh indianapolis can't beat houston matt ryan is- they tied them Is Matt Ice, is he what we
2: thought he was going to be going in there? Week one, no, absolutely not. I thought he would, it almost would be a coming out party that he would come in, you know, maybe not, you know, four or five touchdowns or anything, but, you know, I thought a solid three touchdown, maybe if you get away with one turnover because it's week one, you know, that's, you can live with that. Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman are going to be the Colts all season. And that's
1: what we learned and saw on Sunday. I mean, Alec Pierce didn't step up. He had a drop in the end zone. So it's just going to mm. be those two guys dominating for fantasy all year. Yeah, right? I mean,
2: like you said, besides Pittman and, and Taylor, you know, Naheem Hines had an okay. He had a serviceable game minus the fumble. Right. Um, but, you know, I looked down that chart, and when you're wide receiver two in this game is Ashton Doolin, mm. there's mm. And they issues love issues there.
1: Yeah. They love him, but he's not talented enough to support Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan is – Does he look better than
2: Philip Rivers did when he was there? No. I don't think so. It's about the same. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I'll give credit to Houston, you know. I like we thought they were just gonna sit down and let the Colts run all over them. They They didn't. They They should have won the game. (laughs) They should have. You know, so I mean you could say yeah, they choked away the win. They did, but they didn't lose.
1: (laughs) And we tried to tell everybody about this game Philly versus Detroit.
2: This was a great game for fantasy. Thirty-eight
1: thirty-five. a hit every over imaginable.
2: And I got the benefit of having Swift and AJ Brown on my team. Mm. So you better believe I was loving every second of
1: it. I bet you were. Were you on red zone or did you just have this Lions game on?
2: I did not have it on and it was kind of disappointing. You know, I wish I had watched it more because it like us like you said, yo, know, we imagined it was gonna be a high scoring game and it lived up right. to
0: that. I think uh, Nick called DJ Shark for uh, any time touchdown.
2: Same, and Jamal Williams who somehow got two. He that's poached foul. two. The, uh, yeah. Swift poached literally them. could have
0: had 40 points if they didn't poach and the, the goal issue line is touches.
1: That's, this is going to happen the rest of the year for Swift. Swift broke free and got
2: the long like 7 or 8 plus yards. yard run and then all for nothing cuz they're going to yep. give it to Jamal for a 1 yard carry. Like that I don't understand coaching decisions on that. It's because they love him.
1: I mean, he has to be there for team chemistry, and if you're not going to give him any touches, then he doesn't want to be there. Well, so maybe they got to give him a little. Don't give him a, little.
2: <laughs> don't give him a touch on the one yard line after your <laughs> main guy just got you sixty yards. <laughs> that's tired. my only. Yeah, but that's my only we're going to
0: be happy with Swift twenty six points from every week. You can't complain about not
2: getting. I wasn't. A couple
1: uh, I was never all off season sold on Swift's running ability. Now I am. Yeah, Fifteen for one forty four. Absolutely. Fifteen
2: carries. That's he looks wild. like the real deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Another game we called that in. I think. Looking at it now, we might be right is Minnesota Green Bay yeah. we might we called you know Green Bay
2: not winning this division before the season started i mm-hmm. we learned a lot from that, you know and I think for the Vikings sake, you obviously went to your strengths in Justin Jefferson
1: early and often.
2: the only th- that like, the only thing that I kind of wish had been different was maybe a little bit more utilization of the running backs. I can't really say that too much because Dalvin Cook did get twenty carries, and then eight more for Madison. Mm. Yes, I mean they definitely utilized. I just don't think we got a ton of production out of them for that amount of carries. All of that came in the second half.
1: The first quarter of the game, it was already over. Once Watson dropped
2: that touchdown on Mm. the first pass,
1: and Jefferson scored, you know, immediately first drive, he was getting wide open. I mean, Kirk Cousins with a nonchalant two seventy seven and two. Yeah, yeah, and I mean this is this is a team that. You know, there's going to be question marks for Green
0: Bay all season long now. Is this offense, what are they going to do without Devontae? Right. Um, not, it's week one. Let's not overreact to any of these games. I don't think we are. But what, Here, about, what about this team? Yeah. Who I called finishing, not making the playoffs after being a one seed. Tennessee at home losing mm-hmm. to the New York football giants in a, in a
1: year one head coach. Shout out Saquon Barkley.
0: Saquon.
1: I mean, Tennessee looked awful on offense. I mean, they look pedemic. Ryan Tannehill cannot get the job done. I mean, his stat line at the end of the day looks good, but it's because Dontrell Hilliard had three <laughs> mm-hmm. catches for 60 yards in both those scores.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, Derek Henry, you can kind of tell there's still a little bit of rust in there. You know, he, he finished off the season last year. He looked all right. You know, I would have expected a little bit more from him. You know, and again, it, this is week one. 20, I think it's 21 a 21 for sign. 82 is a good start. I think it's a good sign for the Titans, at least for the aspect of you don't have to rely only on Derrick Henry. You know he's going to still come out and do his thing. You know, one bad mm-hmm. week doesn't define him. I think the defense, if anything, is what scares me because, you know, Daniel Jones didn't go off or anything. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that Tennessee didn't have a good defensive game. But you let Saquon Barkley run all over you. Yeah. You know, that's that's literally their offense. I mean, Saquon had, what, 194 total yards?
1: That's Saquon is 100% back. Another guy we were right about all offseason. You yep. said he could be the running back one overall. You know I believe it. he's on every one of my fantasy teams. After week one, I, he is. I wanted him on
0: every single team I had. Yeah. And early in the year, I was like, I'm going to get him in the third round.
1: And then he just kept rising. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when it really comes down to it, you have a generational talent. And a guy like Saquon, I mean, of course he's going to get all the work. And I love the embrace Mm -hmm. between Saquon and Dayball at the end of the game. (laughs) After the two-point conversion, I think they're going to play really hard this year, and I like the Giants as a sleeper for maybe winning the NFC East.
2: Yeah, Sterling Shepard gets one big bomb in there, so we'll give him that. It was good to see him you know, active out there. I think they're going to need them to step up, especially if Juan Dale happens to miss any time. You know, that receiving core is just very depleted. So anything they can get from those guys is going to be huge.
1: Yep. And this is also going a little bit back to your Derek, Derek Henry talk. This is the time to go get him. Hmm. Buy him low. Buy low. Speaking Absolutely. of some guys
2: missing some
0: times,
1: uh, what are some of the big injuries that we had? We have concussions and hamstrings all around. Hmm. Dak wow. missing. I mean, weeks he could miss,
0: he should, he should miss two months. And they looked atrocious before he went out, so I'm
2: scared, I'm scared for that. On On the contrary to that, yes, they didn't look great. I will say, up until that injury, there was one play in particular that stuck out to me about Dak that I really was disappointed that he did get injured on. There was a play, I remember he had a, it was a quarterback option. And he ran it to absolute perfection. He had faked the pump or faked it to the running back. Did another fake shovel pass. Had all the defense questioning him, and he finished it off with his legs, just how you'd want him to. He looked like a much better runner than his pass. But those two shots of the hand, I remember watching them. They happened like I think two plays apart, and so I can only imagine you know it's the pain. The,
1: it's the exact same injury that Russ went through last mm. year. So it's terrifying for everybody on the Cowboys, but. You know, none of us have been C.D. Lamb fans going into
0: the season. Right. Now, even less, that offense is going to scare me. Exactly. There's there's a lot about
2: that offense that I'm not too, you know, happy about, and we'll get to – we'll touch on that a little bit more. I think, honestly, a team that surprised me from this as far as in a bad way was Arizona. I thought that, you know, Kansas City-Arizona game would have been a little bit closer To see Kansas City absolutely just take it to them.
1: Well, the Cardinals have so many injuries, man. It really is insane. And then the suspension, they're going to be brutal these first few weeks of the season. Mm, It's going to be hard to watch. I mean, look at what Patrick Mahomes did. Diced him. Five touchdowns, 30 for 39. I mean, number one quarterback on the week. I mean, blew me away. That
0: score is a little
1: bit misleading, too. Like, 14 of Arizona's points were garbage time.
0: That was legitimately
2: 44 to like 10 or 7 at one point, so. Yeah, I mean, lucky enough, you know, like you said, you know, the main thing about the injuries when it comes to Arizona is they've already been there. There's not a whole ton of new injuries there. Mm-hmm. Keep kind playing of, Hollywood Brown. <laughs> kind of the bounce back, you know, because we got away from it there for a second. Um, another kind of big injury news, this one wasn't too big of a shock, was Chris Godwin. Yep. Re-injury. He'll be out a couple of weeks. Well, I wouldn't even call it a re-injure. I just see – I remember watching the play when it happened, and I knew, like, I can only imagine the sharp turning – You're going to pull something. He looked great
1: when he got out there. And, I mean, as crisp as he was, you have to take the good with the bad. If he's coming in, you know, trying to not tear his ACL again, he's going to be waning more to one side than the other, and then, boom, there goes the hammy. Mm. And the injury was kind of all over the place. Right when it happened, they said, oh, it's a calf. Oh, it's not his knee. It might be a knee. Mm. Oh, it's actually a hamstring. It's mm. kind of so all over the Hamstring's place. Hamstring's the worst me. one for me, Hamstrings honestly. are bad, but he could be back in two to three weeks. Yeah. And I don't he, think he's just... A lot. He should, and I think that they need to take it slow with him because obviously yeah. Lenny can get the job done, but he also, yeah. you know, he didn't come back in late in the game when he went down either. Right.
0: I think the other biggest actual injury as far as time frame and impact on the team was going to be uh, TJ Watt, even though it's a defensive injury, but... And they, the and they and they and they looked huge. good, you know. They looked good. Um, I don't dominating. think we expected them to win that game, but he looked really good. And losing him for looks like six it, to eight weeks—not the yeah. season—but it's going to be a big right. impact. It's
2: going to be big. Do you or if you're the Steelers, you obviously if you're in playoff contention, you want to rush him back. Mm. Maybe not rush right. him. I don't want to say it that way because the whole Watt family seems to be made of glass. Mm. So seems like it. Unfortunately, it, it's tough because there are such great players at the game. So, it does suck when you see someone like him of his caliber go down. Um, But, you know, we'll see how Pittsburgh reacts. I think their pass rush shouldn't lose a ton. Alex Highsmith stepped up big with three sacks in that game. Right. Um, That was the most AFC North game I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, if there's any questions I have is, it did that offensive line for Cincinnati improve as much as I was hoping they would? They didn't look like it,
0: but... The stats showed they did incrementally, like Nick said, but it was just going up against one of the best pass rushes in the game. So yeah, I mean, no matter no
1: matter what the Bengals were doing on offense, the Steelers had an answer for it on defense until very late in the game when Joe Burrow had to do Joe Burrow things. And even I mean, just to get him to the point where he did it at the end of overtime, they should have won that game. Yeah, should have won in twice, regulation too with but, five turnovers. Whoo, That's crazy. Yeah, four interceptions blows me away, mm. and he still had 18 points.
2: <laughs> Man, foul. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, you also do have T. Higgins as well with the concussion. Yeah. He, you know, that's really disappointing because he got hit pretty early in the game. Right. So you know that game may have been completely different. You know, if he's healthy the whole game, I don't see Cincinnati having any issues beating Pittsburgh. You know, where he got does go out and you kind of have to revert to which they did run the ball a lot with Joe Mixon and B, and even Piran. Yeah. So they, they they kept it on the ground, and then when they needed the pass, you know, they looked for Chase and Hurst.
1: This is one of the most encouraging Joe Mixon stat lines I've yeah. ever seen. 27 yeah, c- carries, 7 receptions.
0: He's going to see so much work. If if he stays healthy, which is going to be hard, he's going to be mm-hmm. he's going to be top 5 again. I tried I tried to say this, that. He didn't this this even score a touchdown Cal season. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, is the year that we, I'd be looking for next year, or the year after to start probably trying to sell him because i don't know how much longer.
2: even at the end of this year if you are playing dynasty you could look if he's getting
1: 27 carries a game that's brutal exactly it's brutal do you guys want to talk about some uh duds or
2: studs should we start with the duds i like getting them out of the way first (laughs) yeah yeah why not (laughs) what's
0: your first one Sandy.
2: for me the first one i had and this is kind of hits hulk you know close to home was ezekiel elliott i think some of it comes down to where Dak did go out with the injury. But even prior to that, he just wasn't running the ball very effectively. And obviously we know the Cowboys, they're trying to incorporate Tony Pollard as much as they can. Who looked terrible. yeah, Yeah. And so that's what's scary, you know, for Zeke, I can't look at that as much as of a dud, but because of the fact he just was not effective whatsoever, it was discouraging. And especially for a guy that I got in the third round, you know, it's, it's not a good situation. Yeah. He was below that
1: 13 carry threshold which you love. You love to see that in week one. That's a huge indicator for success throughout the season. But, I mean, still ten for fifty-two. He was efficient when he, he did had that efficient
0: work. One one of two for negative three rec- receiving yards. Yeah. So, you know, if he if he gets lucky and and gets a touchdown, I just think like Cindy was saying, that's more of a testament to how bad that offense was. They didn't even mm-hmm. get a goal line look. So how is he going to score yeah. a touchdown unless and, he rips off a huge run? And, and that's not now, happening. That's or? not happening against Tampa Bay and with yeah. his physical and now you have Cooper right.
2: Rush playing quarterback so how much are they gonna how, how much is deep like are the defense is gonna stack the box
1: and it's hard to like are you gonna be able to bench Zeke in your position
2: That's I mean it's tough. how do it's you do tough. that That's you know so that tough. was one thing like I said you know I took him pretty high or at least I can't say I took him high you know third round ninth pick it but wasn't still it's a starting guy yeah, he that you needs drafted. to be starting for you pretty and much. For everybody. I and mean, this is a draft strategy I think a lot of people should have used if they didn't get a very high end R B two or three is load up in those middle guys. I still got, you know, guys like Ramondre Stevenson who looked pretty solid. Rashad Penny looked pretty good. Chase Edmonds. Chase good. Edmonds. You know, all those guys I think underperformed what they could be at, but they didn't they weren't duds in their own right. They were yep. just not there yet. So it's like if you're someone like me who has Zeke, it's good that you do have those options in case Zeke doesn't work out. Who's your guy, Jake?
0: Yeah, my my first dud is going to be Alvin Kamara. Who? Who, baby? And this was a guy Ooh. I
2: think I even predicted was going to finish RB1 this week. Yeah, that was like all of our favorite starting running back of the week. So
0: going up against Atlanta, Atlanta. 46 total
1: yards. Exactly. I mean, Zero he had 12 touchdowns. touches. I mean, that's bizarre. He had almost the same kind of usage that Zeke had. Now, they did kind of say that Kamara was dealing with a little bit of an mm-hmm. injury, like a rib issue. I but heard about that. I mean, for Mark Ingram to go in and look as bad as he did, too, they're going to have to use Kamara. So, right. you know, it's a bad game for him, but he should bounce back. Yeah, I'm
0: not, I'm not as worried about him as Zeke. Let's put that out there. And Let's always fuck Taysom Hill,
1: by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, he man. stole he, 81 rushing yards and a touchdown. Unbelievable!
2: He's always going to do Taysom that. Taysom Hill is the fantasy enemy number one.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if there's anybody who's searching for a tight end, go ahead and pick up Taysom Hill yeah. and just play him there. Yep. What if he gets five value rushing attempts a game? He's going to be better than Irv Smith, Tyler Conklin, Robert Tunyon. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> have Taysom Hill over any of those guys. All right, Nick? about you, Nick? Yeah. My you first think? guy is going to be Mike Williams, and I love Mike Williams. I do, too. It really hurts to say yeah. this after week one, but, you know, and we're going to talk about Thursday Night Football later, so we're going to talk more about Mike Williams and the Keenan Allen injury, but two tar- or four targets, two catches, 10 yards. The only thing that's positive about Mike Williams' stat line is that he played 30- 93% of the snaps, which you know you're going to kind of get these games out of Mike Williams, so it's the... It's their hit hit or miss trade off. Next week he'll probably have thirty five <laughs> points, and that's yeah. the thing going into this year. I thought,
0: and it's only one week. I'm not going to harp on him too much. I thought he was going to take that step to be a Keenan Allen esque, where his floor was going to be eight to ten points a game. Yeah, you thought he
1: was going to flirt with consistency. Yeah, I thought he was, and, and yeah. he fooled, he proved me wrong. Absolutely but. not.
2: He's too old to change.
1: He's twenty seven. Yeah.
2: That's true. <laughs> it just it's that offense because kind of run into that same issue that you have with the Chiefs it's not saying that there's an unpredictable you know predictable nature of that but it when is. you have a guy like Justin Herbert he's very capable of getting the ball to the right yeah. guys at the right time and that's what we would seen in this game more than anything when you look at a guy like Xander Hovarth, Hovath, Horvath excuse yeah they're me, fullback Horvath they love him gets a dude. touchdown DeAndre
1: you know, Carter who is Is that and he looked phenomenal. He's
0: twenty nine years old. He's five foot eight, and he got three or four for sixty four in a TD. Is this
1: all just a testament to how good Justin Herbert is? That he doesn't even need to hyper target his top
2: guys. That he's that talented. That's what I'm saying. That's where he does make me feel really confident in Justin Herbert. It Mm -hmm. also makes me feel good. I like Gerald Everett was a guy that stuck out on there. We we were talking Um, about Gerald Everett. mm -hmm. I mean, three for four, and he got you that touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, the Chargers' offense. I agree. You know, Mike Williams didn't stand out, and they still win. He'll have his games, like he said, he'll go for over thirty. And but yep. unfortunately, he's still at that point where he's still going to be out here getting you maybe only five or six. Or who's lower.
1: A, who's another guy that got you in that range,
2: Sandy? Oh man, the sigh, the sigh. Amari Cooper. <laughs> now, Amari Cooper. I'm blessed. I don't have him on any of my fantasy <laughs> teams this year. Last year, it was a story that kept repeating itself all yeah. year. Unfortunate. You could never rely on him. You know, he could get you one week, maybe 15, and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, but the problem is the ceiling wasn't high enough. His floor was really low. And we're the, thinking going into this week, all right, Cleveland, you know, you're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. We're thinking, all right, you know, you're going to be the guy. You know, you're the best name on that offense as far as receiving core. You can right. do this. He's the only one with credibility. Three for six, 17 yards. I mean, and I said,
0: this, I, said I think he was one of my sleepers that I liked That And – The thing with Cooper is I think if he catches that 50-yard bomb, which he's going to do like every other
1: week, and then the other week's going to be this. It's going to be four points. Week two and week four, the Jets and Atlanta.
2: You should play a Mark Cooper. Watch him please. for a deep ball. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, one thing I will note out of that, he did have 83% of the snaps, yeah. which is nice. What she's going to, it, Peoples Jones
0: saw 11 targets, which is kind of crazy.
1: But. Yeah, I really don't think that Brissett is the guy to get the job mm-hmm. done. Like, Brissett's consistency is going to hurt everybody except yeah. these two running backs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
2: And Joku was awful, too. You yeah, should go yeah, ahead and one, toss one, that in. Joku was a guy touch. you really liked a lot. And still see yeah. the, I still see the hype about him. You know, one week again, you know, we don't want to overreact to any of this. We don't want to underreact.
1: 89% of the snaps for Njoku, 48 for Harrison Bryant. And Harrison Bryant was better in terms of fantasy, but I don't think that's going to play out throughout the season.
2: Just look for week two to be a little bit more on the upside for some of these guys that didn't break through this week. I see them having a little bit better. And then the same deal, you know, some guys that maybe overperformed this week should definitely see a drop off. Who's your next guy, Jake?
0: Yeah, I'm going, we spoke about him a little bit earlier, Derrick Henry. Um, we don't mind the 21 carries for 86 rushing yards, but mm-hmm. That's seven, nice. 7.2 fantasy points. Yeah. That's pretty foul That's for, for 21 attempts.
2: He falls into that same boat as Zeke where it's like if he gets the touchdowns, he's obviously going to look a lot better. And obviously, you know, we're talking about Derrick Henry. He is the rushing king. Mm. So he does get a lot of yards, but if you don't get the touchdowns in there, He's like Nick Chubb as well, you know. Nick Chubb had over... 140 100, yards. Yeah, and, and you're only looking at him with 15.3 <laughs> points. That is the
0: most Nick Chubb stat line of all time. It really And is. that's the, kind of the most... Uh, that's kind of the most Derrick Henry stat line of all time. Yeah. Exactly. 21 carries for 82 yards and finishes with 7.2 points.
1: And it didn't even feel like watching the game that he hit 82 oh. yards. He was clobbering. This man, Hilliard,
0: and he had he was over 1 on receptions. He only got one
1: target. Hilliard yeah. poached two touchdowns and looked pretty good. Hilliard had how many? He had 18% of the snaps and scored 21 points. I mean, if you're going to have this Dontrell Hilliard problem, I mean, three catches, 60 yards, that's I mean, those are yards that are taken away from Henry mm-hmm. that last year they were relying on him for at the beginning right. of the season.
0: Yep.
2: Yep. 100%. Sandy, who's your next one? Uh, my next one's Aaron Jones. That's perfect. And it's not a situation where I'm pulling the panic button, but Green Bay is going to need him. You know, when A.J. Dillon did his part, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but mm-hmm. A.J., or excuse me, Aaron Jones, the other A.J., um, He's on a bad he, trend ever since week ten of last year, and I don't understand it. You know, he's always seemed like the better fit for that offense, and you know, we all seen the the potential he has. You know, he's hit his, he's had a forty point game in his career at some point. He's finished as a running back two mm-hmm. and five, and it's just when you look at him, he is an RB one for your team. You know, mm-hmm. arguably, you know, he probably in my opinion is more of an RB two, but to get only about you know to get only ten points. He
0: should be is, an RB two on your team because you probably yeah. got him in the second round. To or only get third. eight touches, but to, the, the five carries is concerning for fifty yards. So he averaged literally ten yards a carry, and he did oh, see yeah.
1: th- he did see five targets. What was this more of a product of them trying to play catch up to the Vikings because they were down early? They were down super early. It probably is, but I look for isn't this, I think you could start both of them every week and feel
0: pretty good about it because if this is as low as Aaron Jones does with five carries and ten points, that's not a horrible thing. It's this just is disappointing his floor.
2: It's just disappointing because you expect him to be up there in the 14, 18 point range, Uh especially when you're struggling in the pass game. You think Aaron Rodgers would be doing a little bit more of these check down throws, running a little bit more through that, because if they can't get it going on the deep balls, you got to start small Mm. and Aaron Jones should be a guy that's getting, you know, more impactful that way. I just didn't see it this week and not enough for me to warrant him having a bad, like a terrible, terrible week. But at least one that I was kind of underwhelmed. The
1: by-season trends for Aaron Jones target-wise is he gonna hit 50 catches this year, or should he get more? Because yesterday he had three receptions. Mm. So when it comes down to it, if he's gonna get out, out-recepted and out-carried, mm. if, I don't know if I said <laughs> any of that right by <laughs> I, AJ I Dillon. Then isn't that terrifying? Right. This should have been the game where he gets 25 points and they're yeah. just dinking and dunking it to him. You would think.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm confident with starting both of them though from going on here on out. Uh, right.
1: Nick. Uh, my next guy is going to be D.J. Moore. Mm. And I love D.J. Moore in terms of uh, looking at his upside, an athlete that he is. I just acquired him at Dynasty because he's still young. And, you know, he's only ever had four touchdowns in a season. But then yesterday, Baker Mayfield looked like the worst quarterback in football <laughs> that I've ever seen, or Sunday. <laughs> and D.J. Moore goes three for six for 40 yards.
2: It's the Baker Mayfield effect. At this it point, is. I'm not saying pull the plug on him. But you got to get more production. You know, I get it. Cleveland does have a pretty strong defense. But for him to come in and just not really do anything. I mean, eight points isn't
1: necessarily – he's not killing you, mm -hmm. but you need more out of your wide receiver too. And if Robbie Anderson goes five (laughs) for eight for 100 and a touchdown, I just – I can't even watch the Panthers play. And then they don't even use McCaffrey. Yeah, and what's sad with that is I was
0: like – you know, Mayfield might be the best quarterback McCaffrey's ever had, which somehow mm-hmm. still might ring true, which speaks a lot about that organization. Right. But and you mentioned DJ McCaffrey. Moore 8 isn't bad, but like you said, you want to see more. Yeah, because you mentioned mm-hmm. McCaffrey, only 14 touches.
2: Appalling. Yeah. That's unreal. That's you know, got to change. Fully healthy, that you would never. Have, that that would be new. We would both, never talk both about Both
1: of that. their best players on the team saw a combined 21 plays that were ran for them. Unbelievable. I mean, a I, I, want, I threw up in my mouth. You know, I literally, just now, I threw up in my mouth thinking about the fact that we're going to have to watch Baker Mayfield all season. Next week, who do they play? The Giants? God, that's going to be I an ugly lose game. lose that game? That's going to be so ugly. ugly game.
2: That's going to be one that will get pushed
1: off the who scores? Who scores more, Saquon or McCaffrey? Next week, I'm probably going to go with Saquon still that's because yeah. I truly don't know if they're going to use McCaffrey until we're a few weeks into
2: the season and they're maybe 0-4. I mean, let's look at it this way. The Giants just held Derrick Henry, you mm-hmm. know, to a solid but mm-hmm. not great game. So, meanwhile, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb ran all over the exactly. Carolina uh, defense. So. That's true. Saquon might feast again. And, again, that's their offense is Saquon. So. A hun- over
1: 180 yards between those two guys on 33 Sh- touches.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, Jake, Yo, you got one another more. one. Yep, Devonta Smith, and I actually Ooh. started him. Did he play my, this week? Yeah, right. Did he even play? Was he a DNP? I started him in Dynasty because I had to. Mm. I mean, he's a good. He's a good player to have in Dynasty, but oh for four in God, targets, oh wow. for four, a stinker. When that's such
1: a high scoring game, you hope he gets a little piece of that, and zero. Mm-hmm. Well, this is his floor. I mean this is truly anybody's oh, yeah. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Zero is <laughs> yeah, the lowest you can zero. go. I mean, what a, what <laughs> is oh, what is their game stop. plan from here? Because Obviously, what they did worked. Yeah, like, and A.J. AJ Brown,
0: Brown looked fine. fantastic, who I was actually a little skeptical coming into the season. I didn't know if he was going to be have that connection with Hurts right away, but it, mm-hmm. it's clear that he is. The Goddard's going to get
2: his... 20 yards per yep. catch. You know? Goddard's <laughs> going
1: to get his targets. Is there enough targets there for Devontae? There should be. There really should. And I think if you take away some of those targets to gain well, which, you know, he... He had a little bit more usage than I thought he was going to see. They used all their running backs a lot. That mm. was just such a bizarre game, but the yeah. Lions are always so crazy to watch. <laughs> I definitely think Devontae is going to step up next week. Who are they playing? Minnesota. They're going to need Ooh. to. Yeah, they're going to need some help. It's going to be a fun game. Nick, who's your last one? My last guy, Kyle Pitts. Mm. Seemed like he had a pretty empty game. They more. didn't even want to use him. <laughs> he had seven targets, 19 yards. Wow. Kyle arm because he was musty out there. Mm. Mm. Damn, About man. Kyle Pitts? I, that's so disrespectful. That's Not to,
2: you know, we could say disrespectful, but is that Atlanta a had every reason to win this game, and for Kyle Dude. Pitts to be pretty much irrelevant, it's yeah, very true. discouraging. When I thought Drake London looked great, though. Yeah. yeah. Cordero Patterson looked
1: really good. Yeah, they finally used him. But then when it comes down to it, Pitts is still their best player. Yeah. So why is he... Why not is he not should, That anything. should be the guy that you look to for
0: a security blanket. Not a you know rookie Drake London yet. Like you he might played, be good. But. You could have played the
2: kicker above Pitts. Right. I mean that's insanity. Yeah. No. I mean Kyle Pitts, he's a head scratcher because obviously he is. Like you said, he's their best player. He's mm-hmm. a physical specimen. He should be getting the ball twelve targets a game or more. You need to utilize him in the short gains. And, and down the field. He can, can do could, both. Yeah, use him in the scene. You need to use him everywhere. You know, he needs to be your George Kittle type of weapon out there. And this is definitely not a bench Kyle Pitts thing. No. This is a oh, my God, I'm
1: scared to death of Atlanta, and mm. you know that Kyle Pitts isn't as safe as we all thought he was now. I mean,
0: there is upside. He, like said, he did get seven targets, so maybe he catches a couple more of those for a touchdown, and you're mm.
1: looking at he's like 12 points. You're not as mad. Or he can get a, a breakaway because we yeah. know he's talented enough yep. and at least get you know a game with 100 yards. If he's just like he was last year, but you give him four touchdowns, he'll be great.
0: I think this is more uh, the concerning Marcus Mariota
1: 20 of 33 12 carries for 72 yards. He's going to poach some goal line work, and that's going to hurt Pitts. And a lot of those times where he was running, he was scrambling. You know, those were uh, pass plays that could have gone to Pitts, but Mariota took the yards instead.
2: Right. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, be on the lookout. I still believe in him. We all do. They're going to have to use him a lot. He's going to have to earn his money. um, You know, but yeah, I agree. It's not a situation where you ever want to sit him or even fade him because he has that potential every week to go off.
1: I think we should talk about studs and might as well just stay in the same game. So I'm going to go ahead and go over to Jake here. Who's your guy? Yeah, so same game, Cordell Patterson. Exactly. 22 for 120, three catches, 16 yards. Unbelievable. and I Workhorse.
0: Yeah, I mean, this dude, like, he did it last year. I picked him up off of waiver, I remember, and he carried me for half the year. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think, I thought, we all thought he was going to take a step back. He's getting a little bit older,
1: maybe not see as many carries. Right, they're gonna. They are going to run him until he gets injured.
2: They're gonna. They're gonna have to use him because he's disposable. Who else is no. running the ball for him? He's disposable. He's older. He's gonna be the guy that you want leading that offense for this type of year. You know, it's gonna be a tough year for you. You're worried about just getting these younger guys going, but in the meantime, you're they're gonna use the heck out of Cordero Patterson.
1: And it's hard to looking at his slate for the rest of the year. It's hard to look at it and say like. Are there any games where I'd really want to bench him? Next week would be the top, the top week, and that's against the Rams. And I'm definitely not going to bench him yet.
0: Yeah, it's like, and like Sandy was saying, like he's such a perfect player for that system because he he's not costing them a lot of money. He's older. He probably won't resign another contract at this point, and he's doing a, a serviceable
2: enough job for them. He's a three-down back. Yeah, like, he's one of those guys that even if he's got minor injuries, he's going to be out there because he's got they. Not saying he's got nothing to lose. But he is at that stage in football where it's not. like yeah. you know you know you're at the end of the road's coming, mm-hmm. so don't miss time for the min, for the little things. Like
0: what if you put him on the Rams, as we said, the matchups coming. Like what if they just traded for Crodell for like something super cheap and just see what he can do on on that better of a team?
1: I'd say if he was on the Rams, we would be looking at him as a low end or high end RB two, low end mm-hmm. RB one, solely right. because of the fact that he can catch passes too. Mm-hmm. Five targets is beautiful. It's five targets a game and 15 carries. That's going to be nice. Unbelievable. Sandy, who's your first guy? Uh,
2: My first guy is Curtis Samuel. A surprise. (laughs) A big surprise. I mean, and to be honest, we all really don't like anything about Washington. I think we all forgot Curtis Samuel was on the commanders. I knew he was there, (laughs) but I didn't really think he was going to be that impactful. I, I thought the injury problems the last couple years had really derailed his career, at least from a, you know, from a, impactful standpoint, you know, I knew at some point he might come in and maybe at this point, look more, who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't, he's, he's not on the level of T Y Hilton, but
1: that's an interesting comp. They Mm. want to use him like Mm. a running back. I mean, he had four carries and he had 11 targets. Oh my God.
0: That is, that is that's Great. And like all three, I think we were, we were so scared about this offense coming in I think this is the peak. All three of the receivers got a touchdown. That will not happen again the rest of the year. Now, That's too. It's, right.
2: Let's Let's hold ourselves for a second, though, because this was against Jacksonville. Yeah. We're Absolutely. talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game was on nobody's schedule to watch. And Carson Wentz looked phenomenal. Which that's Antonio Gibson something. looked phenomenal. Yeah,
1: this James whole Robinson offense is like
0: kind of, kind of popped off, and I think that's going to be Wentz the whole year. He's going to get three touchdowns and two interceptions. He's going to get four touchdowns right. and four interceptions one game.
2: The problem is, yeah. like I just said, it's Washington, and they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. They play Detroit next week. Another high-scoring yeah, game. So
1: why not again next week? I'm starting Curtis Samuel yep. next
2: week if I need somebody in the flex. Yep. My thing is when they get to a tough matchup, and I'm talking more on like a tougher defense, you know, because I will, I will give some shout I think week four, that Dallas defense, that'll be a little bit tougher for them. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think Dallas looked pretty solid on defense. I think Looking at that game, kind of the touch away is... I think the, bring the, first, Tampa Bay. the
1: first game, I look at the commanders and I'm scared of the defense they have to play for the fantasy options. Not in terms of if the commanders are going to win, but just for mm. fantasy, probably week eight against Indianapolis. Mm. Right. Everything before that, it's either going to be high scoring or it's Chicago. <laughs> I mean, in Chicago, let's not discount that game yesterday. They look pretty... Or against the Rams. They did win, so I'll give them that. Shout out to Rohan, but...
2: You mean uh, Niners? Yeah, who they? Who did I say? The Rams. Yeah. Oh God, no. <laughs> God no. Yeah, that was a gross game. But yeah, no. Washington. I'm gonna hold my breath on them. Curtis Samuel. He was a big surprise this week. I don't know if that's gonna happen on a consistent basis. That could just be a you know one hit wonder. You know, so I'm not at all encouraging to just go all out for Curtis Samuel. But you know, he's definitely worth a pickup and worth a start in your flex if you're you know short on that type of position. But, yeah, big surprise this week. And I'm going to try to save a little time with Kareem Hunt here because we already
1: talked about the Browns a little bit. He's going to get used. He only had, what, 15 touches, four catches, 11 carries, finishes with 23 points, two touchdowns.
2: Yep, he's exactly what we
1: thought <laughs> and what we hoped he would be. We've yep. been
0: saying all year, like, just please pick him up in the eighth round and, and start him in your and flex. You're
1: guaranteed at least an RB2, and it's not always going to be pretty. And you don't like seeing him get out outcarried so heavily by Chubb, but – They can both get the job done. It's what's
2: going to happen, because at the end of the day, Kareem Hunt has more of the receiving upside, so he's always going to have that impact available. And, you know, he'll get enough carries to, to, you know, keep it sustainable. You know, two touchdowns a week, obviously, maybe not, but you can count on him to get you at least one normally on a pretty consistent basis. Exactly. They'll scheme him up for it. Who's your next guy, Jake? Yeah,
0: going back to the Washington-Jacksonville game, James Robinson unreal 20 fantasy points 66 rushing yards a receiving touchdown and a rushing yard he looked great who saw like and i think i said set him i think we were talking about the achilles you know injured running back so i was confident in saying that i don't think i was wrong in saying that but he proved me wrong and good for him
1: i'd be scared to start him next week against indianapolis mm. but beyond that yeah. i mean the chargers are he's gonna be okay josh jacobs look fine against him. Philadelphia, Houston, and then he has New York coming up after that pretty
2: soon. So I think Robinson's a safe guy. I mean, I think he's safe enough as a flex, but what does scare me, 11 carries – one catch, and the two touchdowns. I think the same room as Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt's average ceiling is going to be higher. James Robinson really benefited off the two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and to your point, one reception is a little scary and how efficient NtN looked, which we thought he was going to be the guy. He did have a fumble, but I think maybe towards the end of the year we start kind of seeing NtN
1: hopefully take over that backfield a little bit. Between those last two guys, who would you start rest of the season, Robinson or Hunt? Hunt? Hunt. Hunt. I'm glad we're going to agree. Who's the next guy?
2: Uh, It's yours.
1: Christian Kirk?
2: We're going to keep talking about the Jacksonville game? Yeah, we can't can't get enough of this
1: game right now. It was the weirdest game
2: because of the fact that every guy that we had imagined, you know, Christian Kirk's, I think, one of the few guys that I did like. But out of all the others that we've mentioned, he is unlike the others.
1: I thought he looked phenomenal, too. Mm -hmm. And I thought him and Trevor Lawrence, every time I was watching Red Zone, every time it flipped to the Jags game, those guys were chit-chatting. You know no what's funny what? about his scoreline? He
0: scored 17 points. He only caught half the balls thrown his way. Oh, That's yeah. scary. So if he catches, a, you know, if he sees 12 targets a game and he catches seven or eight
2: every game, man, oh, yeah. he's going to be safe. I'm sticking to my prediction about him. I said he'd be wide receiver, top 20. And I think just based off of this, based off mm-hmm. the target share, and like you said, based off the fact that he catches only half of those and still puts up 117 right. yards, you got to feel pretty good about him. He's the kind of guy, and I know I'm thinking way ahead here, Week 16, 17,
1: Jets, Texans. Wow. Wow. Go ahead and win championship, Christian Kirk. Who's <laughs> the
2: next guy? Uh, my next guy on here is Michael Thomas. Good old MT is back. Slant
1: Boy's back, baby.
2: He's back, but it does scare me because just like the last couple guys we've mentioned – the touchdowns. He gets two touchdown catches. He only has five catches total. So, you know, he was being used, but is that going to be sustainable? They were super
1: purposeful touchdowns. I mean, both of those plays were borderline the exact same when they needed the score. Who'd they go to? I think it's going to be sustainable. I'm not, not two touchdowns every game, but I think he's going to score,
0: you know, 12 is his floor, like every game from here on out. I'd say 15 is a score. Eight targets is good for him week one. That's what I'm saying. That was awesome. I didn't even feel confident in starting him because I didn't know how healthy he was. But, man, they look like they are purposely trying to get him the ball. And with how volatile, you know, Jameis is
1: going to be, I mean, he's going to feed him. Do we think that Jarvis Landry is going to be putting up 114 yards very consistently? Like, even Mm. one
2: more time this whole season? (laughs) Here's the scary thing. I remember the first half of that game, Jameis Winston was 10 of 20. Was it ten of twenty or five of ten? It wasn't a very good number. He only had twenty four yards passing in the first half. The Saints looked terrible. Their offense looked right. abysmal. Alvin Kamara didn't step up, but one guy that did, you know, and to kind of allude to Michael Thomas, I think the other guys did step up. I think you do look at Jarvis Landry, he played really well. Alave had make you know, he made do with his opportunities. They so wouldn't
1: he, have won that game without that two point conversion. Yeah. I see those two guys flipping pretty soon here. Mm.
2: Yes, I mean that was a great game for the receivers in in you know New Orleans. Michael Thomas, I agree. You know, as far as I think it's going to be sustainable to start him every week because you can expect him. I think to only keep increasing those targets as I think season the season goes on.
1: The Saints is a fantasy team. They're back. I love them. Love them. Who's the next guy? Oh, my last guy is Javante
0: Williams, mm, and mm, I watched mm. this game a little bit, and of course I have him on one of my teams. So a little biased, but. My gosh! Did you all see the targets? Eleven of twelve. Yeah, he led all running backs. Insane, and that's with Melvin Gordon there. Like Melvin Gordon was still getting his touches.
1: Melvin Gordon got goal line touches. I think that in I may I don't think I'm wrong here. Javante Williams is the second leading receiver in terms of receptions on the whole week. Unbelievable.
2: Eleven catches, eleven out of twelve. So he was efficient. (laughs) Yeah. You know the yardage could be a little bit higher. And, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbled in the you know, on the goal line. Technically, Javante did also fumble on the goal line. So it's kind of if you're the Broncos, it's a toss up who you're going to give the ball off to in that situation. Mm -hmm. I think I what won it for me was late in the game. There was a stretch there for like seven, eight offensive plays in a row. Javante was the guy.
0: Yeah, he just like rushed. And they were, multiple of those were designed plays to pick up 10 yards where Mm -hmm. it was a quick dump off to Javante. And that is so encouraging. They know
1: he can get it done. I mean, going 11 for 65, imagine if he does that on the ground,
2: too. Right. Do we see his usage maybe mirroring a little bit of what Najee Harris did last year mm. in the passing game? Right. I'm That's not comparing tough. the running, but I don't the passing think,
1: game. I don't think he's going to have any massive games. Like Najee had a game with 19 targets last year. That's probably not going to happen. But next week when they play Houston, he may also get 30 carries too. So right. Javante going to get used one way or another.
2: Absolutely. Nick, who's your last guy?
1: My last guy, and we talked about his teammate earlier. A.J. Dillon.
2: We love me. We all love A.J. Dillon, let's be honest. That's for sure. And he
1: out-touched Aaron Jones. He literally had 15 touches on 16 opportunities, had almost – we had 91 total yards, and he scored. So, I mean,
2: what else do you want? The writing's on the wall. You know, we've (laughs) talked about it. This is the year I think A.J. Dillon makes that leap to be kind of that – I don't want to say the main guy because I don't think there is a main guy in that running back scheme (laughs) – but I think he gets the edge as the guy they lean to a little bit more. He
0: has all the tools to be, and I think we said before the year, I think we all think that Aaron Jones, this could be his last year in that, in it that will offense. So once that happens, then if they don't get anybody else in there, then Dylan's going to be a literal workhorse for yeah. maybe another year or two, as long as Aaron Rodgers plays,
1: they're gonna want to save ten million dollars next year, and the, by doing that, they're gonna have to cut Aaron Jones and then AJ Dillon. They're already using him like he's their RB one anyway, fifty one percent of the snaps. So I know that Aaron Aaron Jones still somehow outsnapped him because they played together, mm. but it's all about where the targets going, and why were they peppering AJ Dillon more than yeah. Aaron Jones? It's like, bizarre. It's so crazy to see, but you I know, think,
0: I think that game also is a little weird. When when are we used to Green Bay? <laughs> scoring seven points and just getting handed, you know, like we're not used to that. So I don't think they are either. And it no, happens I think so fast. I think it threw off their game plan. So I am tempted to see how it goes the rest of the year. If Dylan sees more targets than, than Aaron Jones, that is going to be insane.
1: Yeah. And he could still finish. I mean, RB9 on the week, he could finish there on the season. Yeah.
0: And I think, like we said
1: earlier, I would,
0: I would start both of them. Exactly. I'm not scared to start either of them.
1: So I think we're done with all the duds. Uh, What? What's up, I got
2: one more stud. Hold your breath on this one as well. I kind of, same deal with Curtis Samuel, and that's Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I, I like that. He had an absolute great game. Basically the opposite of what DJ Moore did. Mm. He got everything that DJ Moore should have gotten. Right. Five catches out of, you know, eight targets, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Very, very good numbers. It makes you feel good about Robbie Anderson. Mm. But be weary of him. I don't think He's that's that. sustainable. He's
0: done this before to us. It doesn't. It A always seem like bug. yeah. Doesn't he always have like twenty points in the first like couple yeah. weeks of the game every
1: year? I think Robbie Anderson's gonna go nuts until week five, and then after that they got the Rams or they got the Niners, Rams Buccaneers. So after week five, don't play him again. <laughs> but until then, maybe, I mean, next week he has the Giants. Maybe if he
0: puts up another twenty, sell sell high. Yeah. If he puts <laughs> up back to back twenty pointers, Absolutely. just try to sell him.
1: And this is DJ Moore is going to have to play better at some point too.
2: Right. DJ Moore will need to play better. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And if they both do, I think the Panthers will be in good shape. So let's, uh, what are we going to move on to?
2: Hindsight. Um, Let's stick on the topic. You know, this isn't as much the dud versus star, you know, this is more of your hindsight. You know, if you could have chosen one guy on your bench to start over a guy that you thought foregone conclusion would have been the right option. My first one would have been rex burkhead over damian pierce and i'm gonna keep it the same team mainly because everyone was on the hype train oh damian pierce rb1 right rex burkhead shouldn't contest he's old he's not going to be as effective blah 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 <laughs> but yet hear this man rex burkhead got so many touches so many oh. and then there were unnecessary touches you're talking 19. about unreal nine, eight targets <laughs> yep versus one for pierce they're gonna so. use they're gonna use rex they love Rex.
0: Yeah, and like Rex is going to be that guy and I think we said earlier that I still believe in Pierce because I think they're going to run Rex until he gets injured just like
2: Cordell exactly. and then halfway through the year when he gets injured Pierce will be the guy, so you Got yeah.
1: a 32-year-old versus a 22-year-old. Right.
2: Be patient, but yeah, early on in the season, that's that's the biggest one for me.
1: I would I would probably play uh Rex Burkhead next week against Denver over yeah. Pierce.
0: Yeah, I would too. I'll do mine real quick. Uh, we you already talked about this team enough, but uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson, who thought that he was gonna come out here and actually look good after that atrocious off season he yeah, had, put him over Cam Akers. And we've uh, talked absolutely. about him enough. We nobody likes Cam Akers anymore. So. No, I think oh, Cam, so Cam Akers is done. Yeah,
2: Cam Akers hype train's long. It's, I don't even know over. if he had a hype train. He did. But he did. People
0: thought he was gonna come yeah, back did. and be a literal stud for that offense, mm-hmm. and he
2: still has time. I'm not gonna count anyone out after week one. But it's very discouraging. And, yeah, I do agree. You know, everyone was talking negative about Antonio yeah, Gibson. I hated on him. But he managed to get 14 carries. He hits that threshold. Yep. He also gets eight targets and catches seven of those. 72 Unreal. yards that's receiving. The that's it right there. How yeah. many targets did McKissick have? He had
1: three. And Gibson, eight. That's yep. the that's the difference. That's what we needed to see the last two
2: years. And so we finally got it. If Gibson is is able to sustain that, then you're looking at a weekly RB2, more likely flex, I'd say, on average. But the fact, no touchdowns, and he gets 20 points. Right. I'm going to talk about Christian
1: Kirk over Elijah Moore. Now, we already talked about Kirk, so I'm just going to talk about why I I would go back and probably bench Elijah. Joe Flacco. Why did (laughs) I believe in Joe Flacco? Dynasty, Elijah Moore all the way. Redraft, he's just not going to be consistent enough. The Jets won't be consistent enough.
2: No, and you bring it up about Joe Flacco, You know, in the one game that he played last year... Elijah against Miami had a huge game. Exactly. So you had every reason to believe, like, oh, he could be that guy. Now, it just was unfortunate because they they didn't do well at all. Baltimore just played better. There was 19 targets to
1: the running backs. That's what Joe Flacco's all about. So that's what we're going to see in the next few weeks. Michael Carter, Brees Hall.
0: Which is uh you know that's actually a good thing for them we really didn't even kind of an afterthought for both of those guys yeah kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to see the other receivers too like cory davis who like right i haven't heard his name in years that, and was, then a, that was a Wilson. shocker
1: davis actually played in one or two receiver sets with more and he actually got what looks like more routes run mm. he ran he was 68 percent of the time he was on the field more was 89 right. but at the same time Corey davis when he was out there he was getting targeted more. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Wilson saw eight targets as a true rookie. A lot in, of so. – Only
2: saw 49% of the stats, which when I say only compared to those guys who have right. been in that system, that's about what you'd expect.
1: The beginning of the game was Berrios, and then right after Berrios did his five for 37, they said, all right, get Garrett Wilson <laughs> in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys want to talk about Thursday night football or what we yes, got? Sir,
0: this is just a huge game. Oh, probably probably it. the be- – this is, it might be the best Thursday night football game of the whole year. Yep. I
2: love that it's this early because Thursday night football to me is just not always exciting, especially if you do have too bad, ma- you know, a bad matchup. But dang, you gotta love the Chargers and Chiefs interdivisional. It doesn't get any better than that. I so, just,
1: I think the best way we do this. Let's think: what questions do we have for this game? And I'm gonna start with the the biggest one in terms of fantasy for the Chargers: is Keenan Allen gonna play? Because hmm. that affects Mike Williams, it affects Herbert, and it really affects Eckler. I think. more than anybody. Do we else. know what the official report diagnosis is well they got him on here his injury is a hamstring so if i'm if i'm going to be a keenan allen owner even if he's healthy on thursday night i've i've also i've been a keenan allen owner when he was playing the raiders a couple years ago and he you know came in late and said play me and then put up, like, one catch in that game. Yeah. So I don't trust Keenan game Allen. Hamstrings are just it's, so scary to me. What I, doesn't ugh.
2: help either is the fact this is a quick turnaround. You're talking about Thursday right. night. Yeah, Had it be Monday night or even a Sunday game, yeah. you could talk about the possibility of right. Keenan Allen. But Thursday night, I'm honestly going to say there's no chance he plays. Uh, I just, I, I don't see it either. And even if he does, that's a scary You're start. running into the Godwin
1: yeah, territory. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck with that. So if he doesn't play, who goes off then?
2: Mike Williams? That's, that's what, what we hope. That's what we're all at. That's our it's question. The, I think being that it is a big game, you know, and again, I, you could say the Raiders-Chargers was big game too. This is the Chiefs-Chargers. This is bigger. This uh, is the who's going to win the division
0: The Chiefs' game. defense also should not be as good as the Raiders. The Raiders had Hobbs, which was blanketing Williams for a while after mm-hmm. Keenan Allen left, which definitely hurt him. Um, so the, that should be a high-scoring game. So hopefully Mike Williams breaks off. Like, I'm calling right now Mike Williams 60-yard bomb. He Ooh. gets one big I'm bomb. I'm thinking I he think, catches one big bomb, 60-yarder, and he's fine for your I
2: team. to Honestly, to look at this game, though, I'm going to say the opposite. I don't think it's going to be as high-scoring as what we even hoped that the Cardinals' Chiefs would have been. The Chargers' well, defense looked 7. really good. Khalil Mack out here at his debut, three sacks for the Chargers. Okay. He's going to be you know giving Patty Mahomes some issues all night, and I think it's going to take one of those three receivers to step up for the Chiefs to really win this game.
1: Okay, let me ask you this: over under fifty four and a half.
2: Gosh, I took the over for the Rams, yeah. and oh my gosh, I'm gonna
1: go the over on this one. I'm going the over solely because of Mahomes, and I think Herbert might catch I, up late.
2: I like the over this week. I think this is the better game for that. If Keenan Allen, in fact, doesn't play, that's the only thing I think that would deter me from saying the over. Mm-hmm. But right I'm going now, the under, over. just
0: because. The Raiders and Chargers game was like 40. It was 19 to 24. Yeah. Yeah. 40. In the 40 ish. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go the under. I think the Chargers defense is really good.
2: I think my big question is going to be if Clyde Edwards Hilaire can even (laughs) come close to sustaining what he did. You know, we look at him only seven attempts rushing last, you know, this week. 42 yards. It was the passing game. He has three catches, 32 yards. He got lucky with the touchdowns. He's yeah. in that same boat that we got Kareem Hunt that we have. Who was the other guy we mentioned? James Robinson. Yeah, James Robinson. And, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, out of those other guys, none of us really liked him. No. We, I, I asked, asked earlier about Hunt-Robinson. Would you start Edwards-Hilaire,
1: Robinson, or Hunt? Hunt still. How would you still rank Hunt. those guys? Kiss, marry, kill.
2: I look at right this now, right <laughs> now. I think Hunt Robinson, Clyde. Exactly. Right now, yeah. Clyde should see his snap percentage increase. He only played thirty nine percent because they're blowing him out. Exactly, Pacheco. Pacheco that's what I'm saying. Great. You know, I, I think this week because it'll be a little bit closer, his snap count will increase, but will his production? That's the biggest question. It, it's got
0: to come down. You can't sustain two catches. You know, only thirty yards and two catches for touchdowns and score twenty points. So.
1: If you have Clyde, this is the time to sell. Yeah, absolutely. And if he does happen to go off, sell high. Right. Yeah, and this could be the kind of game where we see the Chiefs and Mahomes uh, throw the ball a couple more times to Clyde in the red zone. So if he finishes next week inside the top five again, go ahead and try to shoot your shot for somebody like a Najee Harris for a later in the season value who you can guarantee will get all those touches and while his value is super low.
0: Right. I think my, my biggest burning question is, um do who are we going to see hopefully solidify themselves as the number two offensive target in this chief's offense obviously outside of kelsey
2: i still don't think we see it and and patty
0: mahomes told us that and i mentioned that earlier in the week i said he said patty mahomes said there is going to be no wide receiver one
1: yeah and unfortunately i don't think it is going to be juju either i I mean, mean six of
0: eight for 79 two fumbles that's brutal. Valdez, yeah. Scantling, 4-4, four, four, Miko Hardman,
1: 3-6. of six. Is that what we're going to see the whole year? They all get six targets a game? It's going to be like if you had your a blindfold on and you're throwing darts at a board. I mean, you just really got to shoot your shot. But the safest out of all of them is going to be Juju. Yeah, I'm man, just, just waiting on later in the season for Sky Moore, who didn't really play much.
2: He had one catch for 30 yards.
1: Exactly. What if by the end of the year, he takes over Valdez and Miko Hardman's role? But... Until that happens, I mean, you can't rely on any Chiefs except for Kelsey.
2: Right now. But I do think out of this next week, if I got to pick one guy, you know, I like Juju a lot this past week. I think he actually does come out. I Like you mentioned, the two fumbles, the one lost. I don't think he fumbles it next week or no Thursday night. Hopefully not. And I do see him getting a touchdown. You know, will he make himself go off for over 20? Probably not. But I think Juju will be – I I'd, I gave him the over I think it was what did I say 14 and a half going in this. So I was wrong. Yeah. I'll hold my L on this, but I'm going to hold I'm going to hold true <laughs> to that same number. I he, think he's going to get over 14. He would have been, He would have half. been there without
1: the fumbles. Right, yeah. Now, so. in this game, between Josh Palmer or Juju, who are you starting? I think that is like a Juju. almost insulting yeah. question to Juju. I'm going to say Juju as well. I'm going to go Josh Palmer.
2: Mm. I love you say it. it's it's, <laughs> it's insulting, just, but then you yeah, go with him. I'm serious.
0: <laughs> didn't do a ton even with Keenan Allen out though.
1: Last year is the only reason why I'm saying Ke- uh, Josh Palmer. I
0: like Palmer. I, I'm actually a believer in him but yeah, I like Josh Palmer.
1: He had that game with 5 for 66 at one time that he played 87% of snaps mm-hmm. and then we played 97% of snaps. He was 5 for 43. So I think you're going to be guaranteed at least 6 to 8 targets and this is a guy I'm calling for a touchdown. Mm.
2: I, I agree. Right. I could see Josh Palmer doing it but It's it's a tough one.
0: I think Juju's consistency, him seeing eight targets, think think Gerald
1: Gerald Everett gets another touchdown. I could see that as well. Because again, you know, Justin Herbert's
2: that wild card. He's going to throw it to whoever's there, and Gerald Everett, being that he is the number one tight end option, he does find himself open a lot.
1: I hate looking at Gerald Everett's game log and also seeing that Jake owns him, and his next games are KC, Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland. I mean, Denver was awful last night against tight ends. Mm. This is going to be one of those things. Gerald Everett's going to be a top 10 tight end by the end of the year. Right? Wow. I'm
0: going to do one this or that for 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 our
1: ending in this game. Okay. Running
0: backs. Who we got here? I mean, you've got to start Eckler, though, but he kind of laid up a dud. Eckler or CEH? Ooh. You still believe in
1: Eckler? Eckler. Yeah, Absolutely. The, no question. I'll go Eckler for this game for sure. Yeah. I think you still have to start him. Who gets Eckler. more rushing yards between those two guys? Eckler. That's tough. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah, that is a little bit tougher. This is going to be one of those games I think they're going to balance it out for Clyde, and Eckler might have to fill in that Keenan Allen role more. Catch a little more passes. Yep, and then they're going to somehow give Sonny Michelle 10 carries. (laughs) Mm. Ooh. Egregious. Yeah, he had seven last week for 12 yards. Isn't that
2: disgusting? Free Eckler. uh. This man, Eckler, needs to just be given the reins. You know, he's in that same boat I wished that Cordero Patterson, you know, if Cordero Patterson had the talent that Eckler has, but Mm – you know, the same deal. It's like he's getting up there. He needs to be able to just let the reins loose, let him just go to work. you That's got right. a young QB. you got talent at the receiving end. You have one of the best running backs in the league. Use him. And they paid him, too, so they definitely should, and they will. You think
1: that'll be it for today's episode, guys? Absolutely. I think so. Let's super look forward excited. to Thursday
0: night. Yep, we're super
1: excited for this for this season to get started off. I'm still ready for, for week two. Hopefully I can get in the dub column. Think about how much has changed since we did our last Thursday night preview. All right. Wow. It's a whole different world. That's the best part about the NFL season being around. And now we're really just getting into the groove of
2: it, baby. Thanks for listening in today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.